Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Markets. Live from the Hogs Meat Market Studios, this is Out of Bounds. They're very talented. Their pitching staff is probably as good as anyone in the league. Their numbers are great. They have three really talented starters with big arms, pro guys. They're going to pitch in professional baseball probably for a long time. Got a good bullpen, good mix out there. And, you know, they've got four or five starters out and got back. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they're just, they're solid. So they're like every team in the league. They're, uh, they're just really good. Yeah, yeah. With John Neighbors. Every time you put a mic in my face, I'm going to say Arkansas. And Joe Franklin. We won't go into shell. We won't go into attack mode. Because that's what's required. On 1037 The Buzz. Here on 103.7 The Buzz. Appreciate everybody listening in on this beautiful day here in the great state of Arkansas. John Neighbors, Joe Franklin, broadcasting live from the Hogsmeade Market Studios with you today. And thank you, as always, for making us a part of your afternoon this afternoon. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. And there's going to be so many things going on when it comes to trash talk and I'm sure Razorback fans are going to have some of that, too, that we want to hear from you. So you can call or text in, 501-661-1037. Get after us in the Asher Record Live fan feedback. After me on Twitter, at BuzzJohnNeighbors. And a loaded show for you today because we're covering all the bases when it comes to football, basketball, and baseball. Because there's news going on with all of them. As uh, here in the first hour, uh, with, with the additions in the transfer portal for Arkansas, Curtis Wilkerson is going to join us for a few minutes at around 1.30. We're also going to have Danny West of HawkSports.com. He's going to be making his return here on Out of Bounds in the 2 o'clock hour as Arkansas is able to add a nice little piece to the defensive line. And also uh, they have some more scholarships available uh, this spring, so they're going to continue to hit to the portal. And then, of course, in the 3 o'clock hour, former Razorback baseball player Tyler Spoon, as uh, we'll talk to him about that. So we're covering all the bases here, and I know uh, we're going to have a lot of other things going on too, as we'll talk about the NBA from last night and uh, also, the the big event from last night, which was uh, a lot of fun. I know uh, people that were listening to the shows all day long got those those tickets from Hunter Year Check and uh, had a great crowd, great turnout, and it was a, a long and eventful night to <laughs> say the least for uh, for what all transpired last night. But so much fun! Oh, it was a great time, and uh, thanks to Roger and Baz, got a chance to go backstage and saw Justin Moore as he was exiting the stage and uh so that was good and saw Adam Hambrick as he was entering the stage hadn't seen him in forever and he lives in Nashville successful artist he said he still listens to the show every day so oh, that's awesome yeah yeah it was good to run into him yeah ran to a, a lot of people and also a, a lot of our listeners that uh were coming up and of course uh you know they always start, which we all I always appreciate anytime someone if, 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 if you know whether it's uh, they listen every day or just they try to listen every day no matter what it is uh, we always appreciate it but uh, it's just funny sometimes when running into people it's like it's like okay so here here's the thing what what do you make of this and they'd like, say what what do you what do you, what do you think's going on with the transfer portal and stuff and it's like man I can't even hear you the music so loud <laughs> I'm trying to <laughs> trying to roll with it but no it was a lot of fun like just being able to hang out with some people and uh, for a great cause and have some great music and some great vibes and of course the uh, event center there with the hall was uh, just a perfect setup for that where it, it, there was a great crowd but you didn't feel like you were crammed in there and there was enough people to have a, a great show and a great turnout there too so everything was just really perfectly done last night so kudos to everybody involved because it was a lot of fun yeah hung out with uh plenty of friends chris Shenup of arkansas urology a lot of buzz people mm-hmm. there last night so uh and you know we we all work in the same building, but we don't necessarily get a chance to see everybody all the time. So 
being out away from work and being able to see some people in that setting, it was also great. Yeah, and I got to see uh, my guy 1-5, Ryan Mallett. He was there last night, too. So, uh, yeah, just a, a great event, great night, and uh, something that uh, we, uh, we enjoyed being a part of, and we look forward to having another great event next week, of course, and uh, being uh, next Wednesday with the Rockin' Relief that's happening on, April, uh, on April 19th. And I'm sure we'll give you more details throughout the show as well as throughout the week. Uh, when all that happens, and uh, you know, we're going to be enjoying that over at Stickies too. But with uh, whatever, all the stuff that's going on, yesterday was an insane show if you were listening. Of course, it was me and Joe, we had Trent Daniel here in studio, and just seemed like every hour some new development was happening. And I'd like to pride ourselves, Joe, that we were the first ones on this show to break the news about Anthony Black going pro. Had it live. We had it live on NBA Today right there on ESPN. And the best thing about it is we don't stream here. So we weren't like, you know, 90 seconds delayed from the actual broadcast. We had it live as soon as it happened, or at least as quickly as it could. So uh, we had that news happen, and of course, Khalif Battle making uh, his jump to from uh, going from Temple now to Arkansas, which was big. And I just thought, this may, all right, maybe we'll settle down, maybe uh, there'll be some time. But then, <laughs> happens again, another player earlier today from Cincinnati, a wing player, Jeremiah Davenport announces that he is going to be committing to the Razorbacks uh, with one year of eligibility remaining where he's a 6'7", 215-pound wing player that's known for his elite three-point shooting. So yesterday we saw Khalif Battle make his way in. We saw Anthony Black make his way out. Now that Jeremiah Davenport comes in, is there going to be another exit today with some breaking news? Maybe so. Maybe so. That's kind of if you start looking at the numbers and start crunching them, Certainly seems like that would be the case where if it's somebody we're already kind of looking at, whether it's a Devo Davis or which we know he's going to probably wait a little longer to make his official decision. But if it's somebody like Jordan Walsh, you know, maybe he moves on. Uh, Makai Mitchell still haven't heard about him. What if he moves on? Davenport has similar size to Jordan Walsh also. That's so a good point. That, that, that almost seems like a smooth transition. Yeah. So, well, and if and that's the case and if that ends up happening, I'd love to have Jordan Walsh back. But, uh, you know, he's got to make a decision that's, you know, best in, in his interest of trying to take it to the next level. And we'll wish him nothing but the best, whatever ends up happening. But, yeah, if you start putting in the numbers together uh, and on what they're looking at, I know we'll talk to Curtis Wilkerson about it here in just a little bit, too. It doesn't look like they're done yet. In fact, if you're looking at some of the national reports and everything, Arkansas is still looking at one, possibly two more additions from the transfer portal. So if you start, at, I mean, something's something's going to give, and some people are going to end up going. And I don't want to just recklessly make assumptions because we know what assuming can do, but it certainly looks like at least Muss and his staff are game plan and say, all right, well. We're planning out that we may not have Walsh, and we're planning out also we're probably not going to have Devo next year. It, it just gives that vibe. I don't know for sure. We'll wait and see. But you can kind of tell that at least Musk is trying to do his due diligence and say, hey, we don't want to sit back and wait and then uh, be held holding a bag if Devo ends up going and then we missed out on some other great player. We're going to have to plan ahead a little bit and make sure that our co- our bases are all covered in case something like that well, happens. Well, that's what they have to do. That's how they have to go about the business right now. And if for some reason they made these moves and then Devo decides to come back, now you have to make other moves. But for the time being, you have to make the moves according to the current roster that you have in hand. That's right. And you got to do it. And I think that's what uh, must have just been right on top of it. That's four players now of the transfer portal. And uh, for those of you who are wondering about uh, Jeremiah Davenport, this past season he averaged nine points a game, 4.2 rebounds, and one and a half assists per game. But he knocked down 72 three-pointers and hit 34% and also hit 83% from the free throw line. Uh, He had a season-high 22 points. He made six three-pointers against Wichita State earlier this season, too. And even though this past year you see it, he's like, oh, he didn't have any double-digit games or anything like that. If you go back to the 2021-2022 campaign, he actually averaged 13.5 points per game, 5.5 rebounds, hit 83 three-pointers while shooting 36% from three-point land. So uh, this is a guy that uh, had, I would say, I don't want to say he had a worse year, but certainly had shown in different seasons the type of clips that he could put up there. And what's pretty funny, too, is Arkansas actually played Jeremiah when he was with Cincinnati back in Kansas City two seasons ago. Now, he only, I think he ended up with zero points in that game, so it didn't have a huge impact. But uh, it certainly seems like the whole shooting problem 
continues to get addressed with some of the players that he's been bringing in right now. That's what they need. And it, it seems like, you know, all these players that are coming in, <laughs> they're going so guard heavy. And at some point, you're going to have some kind of movement with the bigs also. But for now, that's what is the trend because of the fact that they were missing that last year. And even if you look at must teams over the course of the, the time he's been at Arkansas, that's what's been lacking for the most part is shooting. Yeah, at least the consistent part of it, too. You had guys that could make threes. You know, you had the J.D. Notes, the Moses Moody's, you know, the guys that were capable of it. Yeah, but as a team. But yeah, as, but right. As a team, they haven't been good shooters. Right, that, that's what I was saying. It's like you got guys just individually, but when it comes to people looking at you, hey, what are, are you a good shooting team or in general, hey, you got to watch out because they got shooters on there. You've never been accused of that. It's mainly just been one individual that you had to watch for. So I, I love the moves. We know that Muss is all about defense, and rightfully so. We know the impact that that can have. But if you can have some offense to go along with that defense and have multiple guys that can put up a lot of points, that's something that hopefully can be a huge benefit to Arkansas and be able to help them out where they can mix in the guys they have coming back with the guys that are coming in and getting some veteran guys too because a lot of these guys, you know, you got some freshmen, but – they're definitely going to be a lot more experienced this next season, too, than what they were this past year with these guys, too. Yeah, and uh, the similarities with Jordan Walsh and Jeremiah Davenport, not only in size, but even the numbers are similar. So, once again, maybe they know something already by Jeremiah Davenport coming in, but it, it just seems like the similarities are endless. With um, Jordan Walsh, he actually shot the ball better than – Many people would probably give him credit for 43% from the field. That's not bad. Now, three-point percentage, it was down where it could be better. But you could see him kind of develop his game and become a better three-point shooter as his career goes on, whether that is in college or at the next level. But he shot 28% from three-point range. Yeah, I always felt like whenever he shot the ball, it was the most beautiful-looking shot you'll ever see. I mean, there was a good form and everything, and so that's when it was always kind of surprising when it didn't go in. So you know it's there. His form is there. It's just about uh, continuing to develop that. But, you know, and just taking it even to the Kansas game, which was without a doubt the biggest win of the season for Arkansas and Eric Musselman, uh, one of the biggest shots in that game was made by Jordan Walsh with a big three when they were coming back, and that's when they – Officially took the lead and, and was able to make a big shot there. So, yeah, I, 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 again, not trying to make reckless assumptions, but it certainly seems like the way that the roster is shaking out a little bit. Uh, it may not have as many people coming back as maybe what we thought about two weeks, two, three weeks ago. You well, know? the thing is, we, we kind of threw it out there where it's like we're looking at certain players thinking, okay, who is a player that you can say is a guarantee to come back on this roster and at the time, it was kind of like, well, nobody. Mm-hmm. And that's why you see that players in this day and age, they have to make it known what their intentions are. Whether they intend to come back, they have to let you know that, yes, I'm, I'm returning. Whereas in the past, it was just assumed that they were returning if they didn't say, I'm leaving. Mm. And it's always on social media, too. Like That's how you find out, is either the player... Usually the player will always be the one that says it, but then there'll be sometimes you get reporters that will uh, put out articles, whatever it may be, but that's what it's become, and that's kind of where we're at right now and waiting on decisions from a guy like Jordan Walsh. I feel like he's the, the next biggest step for Arkansas as far as what he ends up doing, but certainly seems like they're filling up the roster spots, and there may not be many left at the rate that this is going. But we'll talk more about that and get a little forecast into the future of what Muss is going to be looking at for more players that they're trying to add or some players that may be leaving. Curtis Wilkerson of Hog Sports will be joining us next. And we'll get to more on a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us. don't already have the Bet Saracen Sports Wager app? Download it today from the app stores or go to BetSaracen.com. Bet Saracen is Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. This 
the Sports Center. Arkansas basketball gained a player and lost one within an hour yesterday. First up, Temple transfer Khalif Battle announced his plans to attend Arkansas. Battle averaged 18 points on 41% from the field and 35% from three last year. Then Anthony Black declared for the NBA draft live on ESPN on NBA Today. He averaged 13 points, five rebounds, and four assists on 45% shooting in his freshman season. He's projected as a lottery pick by most outlets. In football, Arkansas also gained a commitment as Maryland transfer defensive tackle Anthony Tank Booker announced his plans to attend Arkansas. He recorded 27 tackles and two sacks this past year. Booker picked Arkansas over Purdue, South Carolina, Ohio State, and Texas A&M. And Arkansas baseball fell to Little Rock 11-4 yesterday. They'll get back to action tomorrow as they start their three-game home series against Tennessee. I'm Christian Weaver with the Buzz Radio Network. The Alabama's Hotline is presented by Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry. At Jones & Son Diamond & Bridal Fine Jewelry, they get their diamonds at the exact same place as the large national online retailers. But you pay less at Jones & Son. They have the quality selection and experience to make your jewelry shopping and purchase the way it should be. Are you a fan of Twin Peaks? Sign up for their e-club to stay up to date on all things Twin Peaks and score free stuff. Signing up is easy. Just visit TwinPeaksRestaurant.com slash Peaks-Gloves to get started today. Are you looking for a job where you can have a ton of fun and make great money? Twin Peaks is the team for you. They're looking for Twin Peaks girls, cooks, bussers, barbacks, and more. Text WORK4TP to 85000 to apply. That's WORK, the number 4, TP to 85000 to apply. Yep, that's the sounds of all my friends and another great deck party of mine. And what do you not hear? That's right, no mosquitoes. That's because Sanders Ground Essential provides me with a monthly mosquito barrier spray. Call them at 315-9395 or on the web at sandersground.com. Make the most of every lawn with Kubota Commercial Landscaping Equipment. From the productivity-boosting Z700 mower to the reliable SVL track loader, it's a lineup built to get the job done right. Because when your reputation is on the line, you need equipment that will never let you down. Visit your local Kubota dealer today. River Valley Tractor, five great locations around central Arkansas to better serve you. RiverValleyTractor.com. It's Justin Ankry, and I'm reminding you that Certipro is the only option when it comes to interior or exterior painting, as far as I'm concerned. Having used them a number of times over the years, I'm about to get them on a new project. I got a new deck installed and about to get them to stain it and seal it and protect it for the future. That's what it's about. It's an investment in your future with Certipro Painters. You want to improve curb appeal, you want to improve the livability of your home, and you want to do it with people you trust who live locally right there in your community, then Certipro Painters is the answer. Each Certipro Painters business is independently owned and operated. Schedule your free estimate at Certipro.com. That's Certa with a C. Get your week started with Morning Mayhem, broadcasting live from Carpet Barn on Maumel Boulevard. You can check out Carpet Barn's big selection of floor options for your home and your business. It's Morning Mayhem Monday on your fun and game station, 103.7 The Buzz. Difficult times challenge our mental and physical health. Take time to exercise. Focus on your emotional needs and your loved ones. If you need help, visit MethodistFamily.org. For over 120 years, MFH has been your community resource for a complete continuum of care. This message is sponsored by Methodist Family Health and aired in cooperation with this station and the Arkansas Broadcasters Association. There's only one place to stop for the best in meats in Central Arkansas. It's Hogs Meat Market. Check out their monthly package deals of the best meats online at hogsmeatmarket.com. Hogs Meat Market, the steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Go Hogs! On 1037 The Buzz. Here we go. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. Going to have Curtis Wilkerson on with us here in just about five or so minutes. So we'll talk to him about the, the latest Razorback basketball stuff going on. It's pretty wild. In fact, I saw on the first Arkansas Banking Trust text line, Atomic Hog, I knew this was going to happen. It says, whenever you have Curtis Wilkerson on, would you ask him if the Razorbacks are still on Hunter Dickinson, post player from Michigan? I will ask him. We'll see. But I think there's uh, so many people on 
uh, Hunter Dickinson that I don't know if uh, if Arkansas is a legit contender now or not, but I don't know. It's hard to keep up with how many players and how many people are talking to him, but he's a he's a guy that's taken a few visits to other schools this weekend. Too. Not sure that they would ever turn their attention away from him, but if uh, they got some kind of info saying that you know that they were out of the running then, of course, you need to turn your attention at that point. Yeah, I mean, everybody would love to have him. I know that. I think uh, if he ends up saying, hey, Muss, I want to come and play for Arkansas, I don't think he's going to be like, well, you know, we don't know if we have a spot for you. I think they'd probably find a way. But we will still ask him, though, Atomic Hog, don't you worry. Uh, I know we had, uh, with, of course, all the Razorback basketball news, which we'll, we'll get back into with Curtis, but also uh, had some uh, NBA playoff or play-in games last night happen. And how about that? The, the road teams. Chicago Bulls take care of business against the Raptors, 109-105. to 105, And the Oklahoma City Thunder take care of business against the Pelicans, 123-118. to 118. So, former Razorbacks on both teams getting the dubs there with Patrick Beverly with the Bulls and, of course, Isaiah Joe and Jalen Williams with the Thunder. All the road teams and underdogs in the play-ins, they all covered three out of the four one outright. That's wild. That's why. Is there anything to that, or is it just, hey, that's just the way it is in the NBA with these teams being so close, like, competitive-wise? It, it probably is going to vary from year to year. This year may have been maybe out of the norm for three of the four, but you see that happen across all sports. Um, there's been, you know, what's now Super Wild Card Weekend in, in the NFL. We've seen a number of road teams win on that weekend. True. So it it's just when you get to postseason, every team realizes that, you're in a scenario where you win or go home. So just because, again, sometimes I get a little confused by with the playing format. So the Pelicans, they're eliminated, right? They're done. Like yes. they're, they're, they're done. So the two games last night, the loser of both those games, they're done. done. But okay. the, the losers of the games on Tuesday night, then they get another chance, which will be tomorrow night. And according to Beth Saracen, of course, you would expect both road teams, they are underdogs once again. But... Uh, the Heat are favored by five and a half over the Bulls, and the Timberwolves are five and a half point favorites over the Thunder. There you go. And the way the trends have been going, maybe you're feeling the underdogs, at least uh, covering the spread there, because it's the way it's been. And uh, yeah, I, I was I was looking at that and seeing, of course, the the storylines that came from it, and uh, you know the the deal with I've seen a lot of people talking about Zion and just you know maybe being critical. It's like oh he's not you know winner go home situation. He's not playing, but he's out there doing warm ups and he's dunking and. You know, looking all aggressive and stuff. So, I, I was just sitting there. I was like, man, I, I don't know. I feel like that's not even a thing or not even a problem. But uh, that was uh, seemed like one of the main storylines that at least came out of that game is just still about Zion Williamson and him not playing. Okay, so the Pelicans, they addressed this last week just to give everybody a heads up and let them know that he wasn't going to be available for any of the play-in games. But um, had they advanced on, then he was in the process of ramping up to get ready for to possibly play in a first-round playoff matchup. And that's why you saw him going through warm-ups because they wanted him to get to the point where he's actually practicing five-on-five and, you know, simulated simulated games and real-game situations if they got to that point. So he was in that process, and it's it's a moot point now because they're eliminated. Yeah, that's where where I was – I'm, I didn't think that it was something that was they were expecting him to play, but when I just saw like you know people again, I'm talking about on social media. I saw ESPN talking a little bit about it too. I'm like, if you've already knew, who cares? I guess it was just because of the fact that he was out there dunking that everyone took that as some sort of thing. And something else, um, they think about going back to last year, same scenario, True. play in, he wasn't available. They get into the first round of the playoffs, and they thought that maybe he could play, and then he was out for the first round. So. Last year was a different situation altogether where it came to a point of the season where he he didn't play the remainder of the season. And there was always the thought that he could come back, and he never did. This year, he uh, exited during the season at a later date, but the thought was that if they could advance on, he'd be able to come back. We'll never know now at this point if, if he would have been able to come back. Like I said, their season's over and they're moving on, and... Uh, of course, the Thunder got the victory, and former uh, Razorback Jalen Williams uh, was able to get uh, eight points last night and 32 minutes of play with uh, eight assists and eight rebounds. So how about that? Uh, nice little game for him from uh, uh, the, the distribution as well as the rebounding side of things, too. So uh, good to see him. And Isaiah Joe came off the bench, played 19 minutes, but uh, was only able to get one three-pointer. So he finished with three points as well as uh, two rebounds and an assist in 19 minutes. He's really fine in his way in the NBA, though, because he's playing a lot more minutes than he's ever played. And, 
he's contributing a lot more to the team than he ever did before. So he's starting to to feel his way in and uh, becoming an NBA player. And that's really encouraging for him at this point because he is a good shooter. And so that's what he's always going to bring to the team. But he's developing his game to a certain point where he's adding certain things to it. And that can only help him and the team in the process. And then uh, with uh, we talked about Patrick Beverly and the Bulls getting a victory. I love it because uh, P-Bev, of course, after the game, since Trash Talk Thursday, said that uh, he knew they were bleeping trash, is what he said about the Raptors. And I love the fact that he did that with only, when he only scored three points in 26 minutes. So he's, he's going to keep his trash talk going, man, and, and uh, having some fun doing it. But... Uh, yeah, he uh, he wanted to let him know that he's like, hey, I knew they were trash. I knew they I knew they were trash. But Pat Bev, we know that uh, of course there is the trash talk, but he brings more than just scoring points to a team. Every now and then, if he gives you that, that's a bonus. But he brings leadership, and then on the defensive end, he's going to give you a lot. So whether that's rebounding, steals, he got a key steal in the game down the stretch last night that gave them a chance to win, and, and they ultimately went on to win. I know it means a lot to him being in his hometown of Chicago, too, to be able to perform and uh, play well there in the play-in game. So, uh, but, yeah, so you got a couple teams that got eliminated last night, and uh, as we mentioned, uh, they'll be moving on into the next round of matchups, which, of course, will be Friday as the Bulls will take on the Heat and the Thunder will take on the Timberwolves. So uh, looking forward to that game going down, too, and just getting started with the NBA playoffs. I know last night uh, we'll also talk, of course, Later in the show, too, with Razorback Baseball taking a, I mean, it's almost like polar opposite games. <laughs> uh, first game, Arkansas put it to Little Rock. And then the second game, Little Rock put it to Arkansas. And Dave Van Horn was not too happy, not too thrilled about his team's performance and uh, the way that they gave efforts was just sluggish and ugh. It kind of looked like as maybe they were overlooking Little Rock a little bit, got to feeling themselves after the game on Tuesday and ended up getting a little bit of humble pie. So maybe that's something they needed, though. Maybe that's something that they needed to kind of get back in the swing of things, get humble to uh, just try to regroup it and get after it against Tennessee this weekend because that's going to be, of course, we all know, a huge series. Which we have a funny little audio clip from that, too, talking about Dave Van Horn and Tony Vitello again later in the show. But right now, we need to talk Razorback basketball because you know, people are pumped up. They're excited about the new additions, about the portal king that is Eric Musselman. So let's go to the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry and talk more about it as we welcome in Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com. And Curtis, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us, but I love the fact that each and every time we you, we have you join us, it's not talking about games or anything on the floor. It's just talking about recruiting and portal stuff, man. It's wild. <laughs> yeah, man, it's uh, it's crazy. It's almost like, uh, you know, the off season and then the spring and portal season, people get more excited about that than they do the actual year. And I guess I don't really blame them, you know. It's an Arkansas program that's gone to the second weekend of the NCAA tournament three times in a row, and, and a big part of that is because of the moves they make this time of year. You said it, you know. Mus is uh, the portal king, and, and he's well on his way to, to kind of reclaiming that throne this season with a couple more big additions so far this week. Well, Curtis, uh, we'll, we'll talk about some of the other additions, but the most recent one, of course, was Jeremiah Davenport, the uh, Cincinnati wing player, coming in with one year of eligibility. Uh, you know, Battle and these other guys we kind of heard about, or at least we knew that there was some interest there. But uh, at least for me, the Davenport guy came out of nowhere, at least a little bit. I don't really know much about him, but what can you tell us about him and also the type of player that he'll be able to add into the mix next season for Arkansas? Yeah, I mean, that's kind of what Arkansas likes to do, right? They operate, you know, behind the scenes as much as they can, and, and every now and again, they'll surprise you. So, yeah, Davenport was a guy who hit the portal uh, less than a week ago, and, you know, obviously somebody that they worked on hard behind the scenes, and that name started to service a little bit more and more, uh, you know, into the day yesterday. But I think it's a really nice addition for Arkansas. You know, this is a guy who kind of fits that mold from a from a positional versatility standpoint. I mean, he's 6'7", 215, so he's got a great frame. Uh, you can play him at the three and, and have a big wing there. You can go small ball four because he's a guy who can really stretch the floor. And we've talked about it so often that Arkansas had to prioritize three-point shooting in the portal this season. Uh, and we're starting to see that. We saw it yesterday with Battle. And then Davenport, this is a guy who's knocked down over 153s uh, over the course of the last two seasons at Cincinnati. He had over 70 this year. And, and for a guy who shoots with that kind of volume, he knocks it down at a pretty high percentage, too. So a, a big wing who can elevate and knock down three-pointers, uh, sign me up for that. I, I think it's a great add for the Razorbacks. And also, uh, Khalif Battle, what does he bring to the table? What do you see in his game? 
Yeah, Khalif Battle's a bucket getter, man. He, he's going to be a lot of fun to watch, you know, for people who enjoyed, uh, you know, maybe what J.D. Note brought to the table as kind of a microwave scorer who can, you know, create off the bounce and, and score it in a variety of ways. Uh, you have that with Khalif Battle. He's a little bit bigger, though, taller. You know, he's 6'5", a little bit longer, uh, but a guy that's really crafty off the bounce. He can score it at three levels. And, and another guy who can really knock down three-point shots and, it's not just, uh, you know, running off of, of screens and, and, you know, hitting catch and shoot, driving kick opportunities. He'll pull up off the dribble and, and he takes some tough shots and knocks down some tough shots. And, you know, another guy who hit nearly 83 pointers this past season at Temple, uh, averaged 18 points per game. He's a guy who I really think that scoring is going to translate well to the SEC. And you, know, you start looking at the Arkansas roster in, in the backcourt and, Anthony Black declares for the draft, and, and so does Nick Smith Jr. and Ricky Council. So you're losing a lot of your firepower in the backcourt. And Khalif Battle is a guy who really adds to that. Uh, should be a day one impact guy for the Hogs. So, Curtis, it certainly seems like with all the players that they've added, like Musk just got sick and tired of not having a team that can shoot, is the vibe I get. We know that they were going after shooters, but uh, to get these four guys, but especially the, the latest two, it seems like there's going to be no excuse or no reason to believe that Arkansas is not going to, not say maybe an elite shooting team, but maybe the best shooting team that Eric Musselman's had since he's been at Arkansas next year. Yeah, I mean, it certainly profiles like it could be that way. It's interesting, you know, at the end of every season, uh, you kind of go back and, and wonder, you know, what went wrong. And, and obviously they, they've had great years, but, you know, what maybe held them back from taking that next step. And, you know, this time last year we were talking about uh, just how they kind of got out against Duke in that Elite Eight game. Uh, and then they went out, and within two weeks, I think they had, had signed four guys who were 6'9 or taller and, and kind of reloaded the roster that way. And all year, this year, you know, we were talking about shooting, three-point shooting. And, and it's not just, uh, you know, the numbers that come from that, but it just changes the way teams are able to defend you. If you have a bunch of really good slashers, you know, if teams are able to kind of pack in that defense and take away those driving lanes, it makes it harder on them if you're not knocking down shots. So, you know, spacing is everything in college basketball these days, and, you know, the, the game is perimeter-oriented. Uh, and you're right, man, they've gone out and attacked it in a good way. These last two guys, I think, have been the biggest additions in, in that regard. But, hey, you know, Tremont Mark, he brings some other strengths to the table as a, as a defender and a slasher. He's coming off his best three-point shooting season. And, and then a guy like Keon Minifield, uh, pretty good numbers from three as a freshman. And, you know, a lot of times they say a guy makes the biggest leap from his freshman to sophomore year, so he could be due for an uptick as well. So what's next for Arkansas, players or types of players that are still on the radar? Yeah, it's, it's a fantastic question. I think maybe they're kind of reaching that point where uh, they're just, you know, maybe big game hunting, right? I mean, they, they've kind of filled a lot of those holes, but if you look at some of the additions that they might make now, uh, what do they need? I, I think they need, you know, maybe difference makers. I don't know why they would take any more role players. I could be wrong, but we'll see. Uh, and so I've kind of got my eyes on some of the big prizes there. If you look at just, you know, in general, the way that the team is kind of, of made up, um, I don't think you can have enough shooters. So if you find somebody who can fit, it wouldn't surprise me if they went that route. Uh, but then I kind of look at the front court. That's, you know, maybe the one area where Arkansas hasn't made an addition yet. And they've got some guys there. You know, Kai Mitchell's still around, Trevon Brazil coming back, uh, Jalen Graham. But, uh, you know, if, if they could upgrade or, or maybe supplement or add to that position, I think they could be really a, a big deal for the Razorbacks. So uh, it's interesting to kind of watch, uh, you know, maybe that center power forward spot right now. You look at the portal, uh, those are kind of the guys that are the most difficult to get. There's the most competition for them, the really good ones who can make a significant impact. Uh, the competition is, is crazy because they're rare. It's, it's a hard find. So, uh, you know, looking at it now, it's fascinating. I mean, you've got just, you know, kind of the home run type guys and, uh, you know, maybe a Jesse Edwards from Syracuse who just hit the portal, Hunter Dickinson from Michigan. Those are grand slam type guys. Uh, but then you go on down the list, you got elite level rim protectors like Musa Cisse from Oklahoma State. Uh, you know, BJ Mack, a guy who can stretch the floor and knock down threes at that position from Walker. He's scheduled to take a visit to Arkansas at the end of the month. Uh, and then, you know, I, I keep hearing behind the scenes that there are going to be some other options in that front court area that are going to be hitting the portal soon and coming available. So that's definitely the area that I probably have my eye on the most moving forward. So we with Curtis Wilkerson of Hogsports.com here on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And Curtis, since you, you brought it up, we have had people texting in, and I know you've probably gotten hit up about it on met, met the message boards at Hogsports and everything, but just is there any sort of uh, development any at all with Hunter Dickinson from Michigan, or was that just hey, more of a, we'll talk to him, but nothing has changed and nothing's really developed since they had that Zoom meeting with him? 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say. You know, the unique thing about Hunter Dickinson, he's like the most outspoken guy in, in college basketball, but he's really uh, kind of keeping that recruitment close to his chest. He's, he's doing that by design. He's not talking to media. So, uh, you know, a lot of what you hear about him right now is, is maybe educated speculation, right? But uh, I do think it's something that Arkansas was able to Zoom with him. I, I mean, to me, that's a little bit more than, you know, exchanging text messages or a phone call. So, uh, I did find that interesting, and I know you know Arkansas, just like probably everybody else in the country at this point, uh, you know, would love to have him and is recruiting him hard. But uh, you know, I do think we're going to start seeing more and more develop with Dickinson, you know, in his recruitment here over the course of the next few weeks. You know, he he went on his podcast and announced that you know he's visiting Georgetown and and I think Maryland over the course of this weekend, and he's going to be checking out some other places and uh, you know the next few weeks moving forward. So hey, you know, it's. Uh, like I said earlier, that's kind of that grand slam type of deal that you think about, but uh, you can never close the door in, until it's completely shut and locked on you. And, you know, if Arkansas winds up in a position where, uh, you know, they're in a, a list of finalists or, you know, somehow they can get them on campus or something like that, then you can start to get real excited about it. And hey, so far they haven't been eliminated, so we continue to, uh, to kind of hold out some hope, right? Not necessarily specific to Arkansas, but overall, how is NIL playing into this whole process of the transfer portal? Yeah, it matters. I mean, it, it, it's a big deal. You can't ignore it, and, and it's a factor now. You know, it's, it's interesting. Our One of our basketball national directors, uh, Eric Bossi, has, has kind of put out a tweet. You know, we see all the time that these kids come out with lists and say, hey, you know, uh, so-and-so has been contacted by, you know, give them a list of 10 or 12 schools. And, uh, you know, in some cases, that's, you know, the NIL agent or representative reaching out to those schools and saying, hey, this is our number. Uh, you know, this might be what we're looking for, and, and if you're interested, maybe we can go from there. And so that's part of it now. And, uh, you know, you have guys who are, who are hitting the portal, obviously looking for better opportunities and, and playing time and fit, whatever it might be. But, uh, yeah, those opportunities matter. Everybody wants to get paid for what they do. It's just like us and, and the work we do on a day-to-day basis in our job. So uh, don't blame them for that. But, yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an, an increasing factor, uh, and I think it will continue to be. So, Curtis, with the big question, or at least the elephant in the room maybe, is with all these transfer additions, you know, you're getting to the point to where the roster's starting to fill up, and uh, it seems like that there still could be some movement there when you got to wait on Jordan Walsh and his decision. You know, Devo Davis has still got in that 50-50 realm. We haven't really heard anything about Makai. But as far as the guys that are currently on the roster, do you see it kind of playing out where maybe Walsh goes or maybe Devo goes or maybe there's somebody that said they're coming back that may not actually be coming back next year? Yeah, I mean, that stuff is always a possibility. You know, I don't I don't think the team fully convenes and, you know, starts summer workouts until the end of May. And, and so my the way I've operated is I don't really consider a roster finalized until that happens. Sometimes you can get surprised and, and continue to get additions after that. So, you know, I don't. I don't think anything is, is ever fully off the table. But you're right. You know, Devo's testing the waters right now and hasn't. You know, an ultimate decision to make there. Uh, Jordan Walsh is a guy who hasn't announced his plan yet. I, I think that's probably going to come sometime next week. Uh, you know, and we'll see what he does. So there's two right off the top. And uh, then yeah, you know, plans change. And, and I'm not saying that's going to be the case with any of the guys right now. I don't know. We'll see how things develop. But uh, you know, as, as Arkansas continues to to make additions and, and spots fill up and things like that, you know, maybe. Uh, some plans change for guys, and, and if that's the case, then you know maybe they'll go seek other opportunities. But yeah, I, I would say that you know the roster, uh, as much as you would like it to be set and ready to roll, that's not the case. Man, portal season is wild, and it's going to continue to evolve here over the course of the next few weeks. Well, Curtis, as always, man, we appreciate you joining us. I know you're a busy man out there trying to do everything you can, but you're doing a great job with hogsports.com and keeping everybody updated. So uh, be on the lookout because I'm sure something's going to happen here in the next few days or in the next week. But we always appreciate you hopping on making some time for us, man. Yeah, it, it never fails. The news is never ending this time of the year. But I appreciate you guys. Always happy to hop on. I appreciate it. Again, Curtis Wilkerson of hogsports.com joining us on the Jones and Sun Diamond and Bridal Fine Jewelry Hotline. And we will take commercial break. When we come back, we got what's trending in the world of sports. Some headlines we'll get to, as well as more of your phone calls and text messages on a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds. So stay with us.
than a century, Arkansans have come to Oaklawn to play, to bet, and to win. Now, we're coming to you. Introducing Oaklawn Sports, the new mobile betting app from Oaklawn. Bet anywhere in Arkansas. Download the app on Apple and Google Play and take advantage of first bet insurance up to $250. Oaklawn Sports, Arkansas's trusted brand. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Why wrestle over high interest rates when you can get 0%? Watney Chevrolet in Jacksonville is laying all incentives on the table, including 0% on new Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, no payments for 90 days, and sales tax paid on all new and pre-owned vehicles. Call 501-982-2102, 1301 TP White Drive in Jacksonville. Take the Gregory Street exit. WatneyChevrolet.com. Chevrolet. Find new roads. All offers with approved credit. How important is price when buying tires? Maybe for you, it's what drives you to choose your tire store. How important is service? And what about choosing a tire store that is locally and family-owned? What if I told you that your local, family-owned Big O Tires in Conway and Cabot can offer you the most competitive pricing with the caring service that you expect from your neighbor? Right now, we have huge savings on our most popular sets of tires to keep you and your family safe on the road. Tires, service, and straight talk. Big O Tires. David Dunn here with Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. We're the area's largest and highest rated independent diesel repair facility for all makes and models, from transmissions and brakes to suspensions and engine repair. If you're tired of high dealership prices and long wait times, come see what family-owned and locally operated really means. Expert technicians and the latest computer diagnostics will get your equipment back on the road fast. Take the England exit on I-440 to Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer, 568-2185. That's Central Arkansas Truck and Trailer. Hello, folks. It's Frank Fletcher from the Fletcher Dodge Store here in Sherwood. Our hearts go out to the hundreds of people whose homes were damaged or destroyed in the recent tornado. The amount of property loss is overwhelming. We know this is a stressful time, and we're here to help if we can. I want to tell you about a few discounts and low finance rates we have. We have 1.9% financing available on the Bighorn Ram Crew Cab. We also have up to $9,000 off on the Laramie Crew Cab four befores and we have seven thousand dollars off on new grand cherokee limiteds just look for the green tags folks the green tag is my very best price there is no haggling no negotiating we have all of our inventory marked we have lots of inventory for you to look at and we are making deals because it's a time that we need to help we want to earn your business. Just tell us what we can do. Come see us today at Fletcher Dodge and Warden Road in Sherwood. Or you can shop us online anytime at FletcherDeals.com. Shh. <laughs> you hear that? That's what fun sounds like. Want to know what fun looks like? Then check out Cupid's Lingerie with eight Arkansas locations, including three in Little Rock. Cupid's is a boutique specializing in all things pleasure and play. From lingerie to, well, everything you can imagine and more. Visit shopcupids.com today and treat someone special to something special from Cupid's. Enjoy. (laughs) Bradford Marine and ATV is proud to announce their all-new loyalty discount program at all six Bradford Marine and ATV statewide locations. Now through April 30th, your old tracker, sun tracker, ranger, Tahoe, nitro, or regency boat could earn you up to $2,000 off your new fiberglass ranger or nitro bass boat. Don't delay. This loyalty offer ends April 30th and is available now at Bradford Marine and ATV locations statewide. Bradford Marine, your authorized tracker dealer. See dealer for details. Make it the event that everyone wants to attend by getting your meat for tailgates, parties, or just family get-togethers at Hogs Meat Market. Hogs Meat Market. The steak people. You're listening to Out of Bounds with John Neighbors and Joe Franklin. Turn that damn fuse On 103.7 The Buzz. If you're shopping for a vehicle you want to get to Guadney Chevrolet, Guadney has best deals in the market. Been doing it 60 plus years. Give him a call. 501-982-2102. It was great seeing Zach and Grant last night. Seeing them a few times over the last couple of weeks. And Guadney is always charitable. They want to make a difference. And uh, they're always doing their part. Great deals right now during truck season. 
You can get no payments for 90 days and 0% on 22 Silverados, 1.9% on new Equinox, and that's when financing with GM and a well-qualified buyer. Pre-owns, they're good enough for mom. They're not going to put you in a vehicle that they wouldn't feel comfortable putting their own mom in. Make a trip to the Gregory Street exit in Jacksonville. Shop them online, guadneychevrolet.com. You can see all the deals, the cash allowances, the rebates, even appraise a vehicle. See just how much it's worth. They're giving thousands over book value, whether you trade that vehicle in or you sell it to Guadney Chevrolet. And they're always actively buying vehicles at Guadney Chevrolet, so they're going to give you a great deal on that vehicle that you trade in or sell. See the entire inventory of new and pre-owned vehicles on GuadneyChevrolet.com. It's Guadney Chevrolet, Arkansas's number one Chevy dealer, Guadney Chevrolet, GuadneyChevrolet.com. It is a Trash Talk Thursday here on Out of Bounds, but there are a lot of things going on in the sports world that we are going to dive into and talk about, especially when it's trending. So let's get into what's trending in the world of sports right now. What's trending in the world of sports is sponsored by Arkansas-based West Rock Coffee. Join West Rock Coffee and their 1.5 million coffee farmers around the globe as they fuel Arkansas with great-tasting coffee, tea, and water delivered directly to your business. Contact them at westrockcoffee.com or 833-886-JAVA today. All right, what's trending in the world of sports? few things going on, as we know, uh, Razor back basketball football baseball uh, has been happening but we'll talk about this more with danny west on the other side of the break of hog sports this is the hog sports show today as a tank booker he's a transfer defensive lineman from maryland he is officially making arkansas his home and will be playing this upcoming season he's six foot four 320 pounders and and joe i feel like if you go by the name tank you're you're good you're gonna be a good defensive lineman it's the name you know absolutely and uh you know, that's what they do as far as run stoppers. They they want those guys to be able to stop the run. But occasionally, if you can get to the quarterback, bring something else to the table. So hopefully he brings all those qualities. Now, people have to remember, too, you see the Maryland connection. Well, where was Dan Enos last year? He was at Maryland. So I'm sure that that's something that uh, they looked into. But I also like to see when it comes to transfers, where were the other places that uh, he was considering going or at least had offers to? Well, how about this? Ohio State... Texas A&M and South Carolina were the other ones in consideration. So, if they're good enough to play good there, company. yeah, I think they're good. He's going to be good enough to play at Arkansas. So, and you can always, always, always use more defensive linemen to add to the depth. So, a big get there for Sam Pittman. Uh, also, in some other news, we talked about uh, Razorback baseball uh, not uh, having the greatest performance last night against Little Rock. But uh, they lost uh, 11-4. to Just not a good game for them. But a nice win for Little Rock to now uh, hand Arkansas their very first midweek, how do I say this, midweek game, or midweek loss. We'll do that. It's uh, the first one that they've had this season so far. So uh, they got to get it turned around, though, because Tennessee's coming to town, and uh, they're definitely going to be looking for some big wins there as well. Uh, I saw this, and this is, I know we, we, I wanted to wait till three and out, but it is a headline, and it is trending, so I guess we can talk about it here, but... We, we, yesterday, we said the MLB was looking about extending alcohol sales to the eighth inning because the games were getting shorter, and it made sense. Well, some baseball teams have, of course, amended the policies, but then I see Matt Strom, the pitcher for the Phillies, during a recent podcast said he had disagreed with extending the alcohol sales, citing common sense and safety of the fans. He says, quote, the reason we stopped selling alcohol in the seventh before was to give our fans time to sober up and drive home safe, Correct. So now with a faster-paced game and me just being a fan of common sense, it's, if the game's going to finish quicker, we would not want to move the beer sales back to the sixth inning to give our fans enough time to sober up and drive. There, there's truth to that, yeah. to what he's saying there. Um, and, you know, some people are going to take that stance. And that was the original plan is the fact that they did cut it off because they want people to be safe going home. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's be honest about it, too. There's been a dip in alcohol sales because they've been going, you know, shorter games. And the MLB's like, uh, yeah, we got to figure out how to get more beer in there. So, yeah, extend it to the eighth inning. It's like you look at it both ways. I think it's fine just because, you know, I know that there's always insane drunk people at games. And I hate it when there's, like, belligerent drunk people that are being stupid, especially if they're driving home. That is the worst thing ever. So I absolutely don't do that. But when I see this thing, I'm like, ah. I just feel like if you're going to get drunk, if you're a fan, like, what's one inning going to do? You know, like, if it's the seventh inning or the eighth inning, which if you're looking at timing, 
you know, what's really the difference in that? Is you're talking about 15, 20 minutes, something to that extent, at, at most possibility. So I don't know. I just, I guess I don't look at it as because you're extended to the eighth instead of the seventh. That it's just going to be more people getting drunk and having to drive home a little bit quicker. I don't know. I, I see his, both his sides. His point but was yeah. that, yeah, that they're contrasting what the original deal was, but because of the money being involved, now you have to change it. And But even if they, like he's talking about, if they cut it off sooner, guess what? People would find a way to buy alcohol before that time because it's almost like when you see and you know that the liquor store is closing at a certain time, what happens? Everybody rushes to the liquor store before that time. That's right. And, you know, it's it's not going to change that, and people are still going to find their ways. And we can all agree, though, the reason that this is changing is because they weren't getting as much money, and now they want more money to get on booze sales. That's what it comes down to. Yep. Uh, also in the uh, NFL, saw that they have uh, approved, at least the NFL and NFLPA approved, a new helmet design that is going to reduce quarterback concussions. And it's the first quarterback-specific helmet that's been designed for this. It's manufactured by uh, Vices, I think is how you say the company's name. Uh, but it reduces the severity of helmet-to-ground impacts, which league data says account for approximately half of quarterback concussions, including, of course, Tua Tagovailoa, who was kind of the, the main example of that this past year. But they've developed it, they say, with the engineers and the analysis. This is going to be something that really helps it out, which I think everybody's in favor for safety and also, especially with the quarterbacks, having so many times where they put back and get the, hit their head uh, on the ground like that. I think everybody's in favor of this. Like it. It's another step towards protecting the quarterback, but why isn't this for all players? Like, I, I get it. You know, maybe the plan here is you can start small with that sample size of doing doing it with the quarterbacks to see if it truly makes a difference. And uh, because of cost and everything, maybe it's not available to all players, but at some point it will be. But for right now, this is where it is. Yeah. Protect the quarterback. And yeah, and if it ends up working out for her, maybe next year everybody will have them. But yeah, it is. I guess it's not funny, but it is kind of funny. It's like okay, well, you're just the quarterbacks though. Those because those are those are our money makers. We maybe they guys. are the most at risk for those type injuries. Though. True, true that, true that. Uh, and also, real quick, saw that the Commanders, with the owners of uh, Dan and Tanya Snyder, are near a deal to sell the storied NFL franchise. Finally, to a group led by Josh Harris, who's the co-owner of the Philadelphia 76ers as well as the New Jersey Devils. So, sure that go. they're happy to move on for six bill. I think that they will somehow, some way, find a way to move on effectively. Uh, we just got about a minute, real quick. We'll squeeze Jake and Cabot in before we take a top hour update. What's up, Jake? Hey guys, what's going on, man? Good to hear from you. Good to good show as always. Thanks, I man. just want to tell a freak, man. Uh, John, I haven't had the pleasure of meeting you in person yet. But, Joe, you know what showed up in my memories today? Uh, a picture pic- of us taking that Twin Peaks Twin four Peaks. years there ago, go. brother. <laughs> so, like uh, I, you know, I've been listening a lot longer than that, but uh, I just want to say, man, it, it was great meeting you, and I hope to see you again. Hey, Jake. Sometime if, out there. If you don't mind, yeah. text that in, 501-661-1037. Yeah, absolutely, sir. When I get stopped, uh, I just left the stop, so... Uh, up here in uh i'm up here in salina kansas right now but uh when i get stopped for fuel or whatever absolutely man i'll shoot that to you all right sounds good appreciate it jake yeah, all right man stay cool all right appreciate it jake thanks for calling in we're up against the top of the hour update coming up next and danny west of hawksports.com talk a little football with him you won't want to miss it so stay tuned on out of bounds Fridays for the Zone Rewind, when Justin and Wes discuss their best moments, sound bites, and interviews of the week. Brought to you by Mosquito Joe. With Mosquito Joe, outside is fun again. Hey folks, Wild Bill with Motorsports Authority right here in beautiful Hot Springs. Plus our location in Russellville. Folks, I got Magic Mark sitting here beside me. You've been buying a lot of cars. The best inventory mark in a long, 